0: Well, good morning, everybody. I've got a message on my heart today, and I want to encourage you to really listen very, very carefully. It's a prophetic message, and I believe if you tune in and receive and respond to what I share, you're going to step into a, a life with God and on this earth that you didn't know was possible. So stay tuned and listen carefully because this message can change the trajectory of your life for the better. Anyone need that, by the way? Yeah, okay. Father, we thank you for your presence here with us right now. And Lord, we just invite you to come. And Lord, to speak to us. Father, help us to focus 100%. Totally upon you, Father. Not distracted by anything else. Lord, but just centered in on you. God, to hear your voice and what you have to say to us, God, this morning. Father, give us ears to hear what the Spirit, not what man is saying, but what the Spirit of God is saying to us today in Jesus' name. Everyone said? I wonder how many of you feel you need a wonder, a miracle, a breakthrough in your life. Well, there's a key to this. Found in Joshua chapter 3 and verse 5. Where Joshua said to the people, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Sanctify yourself. Set yourselves apart. Surrender. Because tomorrow God wants to do wonders among you. Fresh surrender leads to wonders. You position yourself. For God to break out in your life and do some amazing things. You know, a lot of the prophetic words that God has given us are like wonders that we want to see. Supernatural vocation, that's miracles in the marketplace. That's a wonder that you want to see. This place is too small. New era of conquest. Leave me astounded. That's a wonder, isn't it? So a lot of these prophetic words are fantastic. We love them. We want them. But we need to position ourselves for them as well. To see them come to pass in our lives. I want to welcome this morning to our message, Church Unlimited up in Sydney. Sydney. Taitaya, and also in Rotorua. Welcome on board. <clears throat> Love you guys. We're with you. We believe in you. Trust you're going to enjoy this message as well. I've just had an extended break of about five weeks. I've actually never done that before in my entire life. Um, And it was a real first. And so when I got into it, right near the beginning, I said, God, you know, because everyone kept telling me, "Take, you need a break. You've got to have a holiday. Prophets came through and said it as well. So finally, a few years later, I finally listened to them. When I started to do this thing, I said, God, well, look, what, what is this about? Like five weeks holiday. Good, Give me a break. I mean, I don't need a break, you know. So I couldn't really work out what on earth five weeks was going to be about. And then I. I got the revelation. And basically God said to me, look, Tark, I want you to draw closer to me. That's what this is about. You've got five weeks. Through prayer, through time in the Word, just get to know me some more. And I'm here to say to you, I, I've made some progress in that quest with God. But one of the things that I began to feel God saying to me is that, Taka, I want you to come to a, a new place of surrender. In Joshua 3, verse 5, because I've got so much more for you yet. You need to position yourself. I, I need more of you so you can have more of me. And I find a call to surrender. Now, some of you may have heard this already and thinking, oh, man, <laughs> wish I'd stayed home. <laughs> I knew I was meant to stay home. I find a call to surrender one of the most exciting things possible. When God calls me like this, I think, oh, wow, God, you are up to something real good. And so when these things happen, it's <clears throat> I just get, I don't turn away from them. I run into them because I know it's going to be wonderful. You know, one of the greatest gifts of all that God can give you is a hunger for himself and a call to deeper surrender. They're actually gifts. A lot of people don't get that gift. It's, it's, it's because it's almost like God saying, I want more of you. And wow, I don't think anything gets better than that. Harold Varley said words along these lines, the world is yet to see what God will do With a man, I add woman, fully consecrated to him. The world is yet to see what God will do through a man or a woman who is fully consecrated to him. D.L. Moody was the man who heard those words and they pierced his soul. He responded to it and in the end it defined his life. His sermons went on to contribute to the great awakening that happened across the nations worldwide and he continues to impact nations and millions of people even today. But Maybe you didn't know that Moody was initially declined for church membership because he was woefully ignorant of basic doctrines and had barely un, any understanding of what salvation was all about. And those who interviewed him, said they, they concluded that this guy will take him into membership. That was on a second time or a third time he applied. But he is not going to amount to much. Went on to become maybe the, one of the greatest evangelists of all time. The point I'm making is this. For God to do wonders in and through you, you don't have to be super intelligent. You don't have to be charismatic. You don't have to be good looking. You don't have to have all the qualifications that the world would put on us and around us. You just need to be surrendered to God. 1 Corinthians one twenty seven. God has chosen the foolish things. I'm speaking directly to some of you right now. <laughs> to put the shame, to shame the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame things which are mighty. You see, friends, we are prime candidates for God to use us. And I want to encourage you this morning. Stop looking at yourself and what you can do for God. And start looking at God and what He can do through you. And there's only one key to all of that, and that is surrender. The more you give yourself to God, the more He gives Himself to you. The more of His Spirit comes upon Him, more of His anointing and His power flows through you. Some of the thoughts I share with you are from a book written by Mark Battersby. And he says this. This really got my attention. You are only one decision away from a totally different life, a life of God's favor, a life of God's blessing, an exciting life, a fulfilling life, one in which you see wonders. But that decision may well be the toughest decision you ever make. When God wants to do wonders and new things in our lives, He calls us to a fresh surrender and consecration which means giving up the steering wheel and God's not in the passenger seat and giving him the control of your life and saying, God, I'm all yours. I'm all yours. God, I am all yours. I am all yours. Lead me and guide me and I will follow. May the Holy Spirit Touch your heart this morning and change the trajectory of your life. Matthew 6 is a verse we love to quote. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. How many of you like that verse? But sometimes we seek him second and third and fifth and tenth. And then we say, why aren't all these things being added Unto me, seek ye first the kingdom of God. Full surrender actually means all your time, all your time, all your talents, all your energy, all your passion, all your finances belong to God. That's surrender. This may all sound a bit depressing. I hope it doesn't, but it may. But the upside is that surrender leads to the most fulfilling, exciting, satisfying and fruitful life possible. So you gain infinitely more than what you may feel you give up. If You are I'm surrendering this and you think, oh man, I just want to hold on to it. God replaces it with infinitely more, so much more. It's a pathway to the blessed life. Full surrender is the smartest thing you could ever do with the greatest possible results. And I think to a measure, I'm probably fortunate, because when I got saved in the last century, <laughs> when I got saved, I just remember those early years. You're just some, there was a voice inside me. That I didn't recognize at the time, but I do now that basically said to me, Tuck, the smartest thing, the wisest thing you can do with the rest of your life is give yourself as fully to this newfound faith as you possibly can. And I've tried to follow that voice, I guess, to this very day, and I still feel I've got a long way to go. But I here to tell you, It has led me into the most exciting, satisfying, adrenaline rush of a life that I never knew was possible on this planet. Surrender pays. Surrender has dividends. Surrender is the best thing that you could ever do with your life, and you will discover things that will blow your mind. That's what's happened for me. Let's go to Mark 10, 28 to 30. may come on the screen for you says this, then Peter said to him, see, we've left all and followed you. This is what they did in the early church. They, they left all. <laughs> they just abandoned. They just followed Jesus. Remember some of them were out fishing, and Jesus called them. They said, well, they left their nets. They left their family, their parents. They got out of the boat, and they say, okay, Jesus, here we come. Everything was left behind. So Peter says, hey, we've followed all to follow you left all to follow you. So Jesus answered, now listen to this. Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one, everyone say no one, one. who has left houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, or lands for my sake and the gospels, who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time. God's saying, you surrender for me, you get and get back one hundredfold. Not just a little bit better, infinitely more. That's my testimony. I've received more than a hundredfold back from God for every surrender that I've made. Houses, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and lands with persecutions. We'll skip that part. And in the age to come, eternal life. You know, it's an amazing passage of Scripture. Jesus himself says this, I will make up for every surrender and sacrifice. No one ever sacrifices anything for me that I do not pay back 100-fold. Yes, in this life and in the next. No one. No one sacrifices anything for me that I do not repay them. That is the promise not of Tarkbana. That is the promise of the Word of God. That is the promise of Jesus who cannot lie. Sometimes we don't quite recognize the blessing of God. But I tell you, when we get to the other side, we'll realize He has blessed us way beyond anything we could imagine. Sometimes we can't deal. Surrender is a good deal. You know, they talk about, you know, uh, uh, what is it? Warehouse where everyone gets a bargain. I say surrender where everyone gets a bargain. <laughs> so here's a question. Do any of you know of a Christian or Christians who find church boring? Or their walk with God boring? Do you, do you know anyone like that? Just think, oh, man, living for Jesus, such a boring life. Wow, it's just a, no excitement, no fun. I mean, is that possible? I trust no one right now is bored in Sydney or Kaitaia, or in Rotorua. I can see with the eyes of my spirit. All right, so stay tuned, even if you fake it, until you make it. All right. I want to suggest something. A person go, go through all the motions of Christianity. They can attend church, sing, serve, give financially, do their best to serve God. And yet, never really sell out and surrender to the Lordship of Christ. They get, un- they get only enough of Christianity to be somewhat bored. But not enough to feel the excitement, the adrenaline, the fire of God flowing through their veins that makes Christianity the best life possible on planet Earth, consumed with a zeal for God unquenchable. See, if you only get a bit of Christianity, let me tell you, it is boring. Getting to church is, oh man, Sunday already? Prayer meeting, forget it. We need more of Christianity. (laughs) Soren Kierkegaard was a Danish theologian, and he believed that boredom was the root of all evil. Isn't that interesting? Boredom, the root of all evil. So what he was saying was that boredom is not just boring, it's wrong. Mm. The truth is, if you're in the will of God and fully surrendered to Him, your life will not, cannot, possibly be boring. just can't be. With God in you and with you and working through you and flowing in your life and His presence and His power, a walk with God, I mean, a walk with, you know, your husband might get boring, with your kids might be boring, a walk with your pastor might get boring, but a walk with God, give me a break. How could that possibly be boring? Well, it can be if you've only got 10% of God and not given up 100%. It can be boring. God wants to do wonders among us. That's really my message. I'm calling every one of us, including me, to a fresh consecration to God. I'm calling for a life-defining moment that changes your life forever, where you're going to look back at this time and you're going to say, that's when it all changed. That's when I went all out for God. In a sense, I packed my bags and I said to God, let's go. You lead and I will follow, wherever that might be. And I present this challenge across campuses unashamedly because I know it is the best possible thing that you can do and the rewards are simply out of this world. And I want that for you. I want you to know an exciting, satisfying, fulfilling, adrenaline rush of a walk with God that beats any other life possible. You see, for Christianity to be seen as anything other than exciting, fulfilling, joyful, and rewarding is a reproach to the God that we serve. So I say, no more boring Christianity. No more boring services. Not because the service is fantastic, but because you're hungry for God. Do you know when you're hungry, anything tastes good? Do you know when you're hungry, even... Toast with peanut butter and jam on it tastes okay. It's a disgrace. Some people would put banana on it as well. I don't think that should be permitted. My God, my name is Barna, and I don't like banana being used wrong. You know, a teacher said to my brother, he was in school, he said, Shut up, Nana, or I'll squash you. I'm that's true. True story. I don't know how we got onto that, but anyway, let's move on. God is a promised land of blessing. How many of you know that for every one of us? He has, but the only way into it is full surrender. Let's not talk about this great, abundant, fantastic life God has got for us and forget about the surrender that's required to actually get it because we present a false picture to people and we say, Christianity is going to deliver this, 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 and this, and when it doesn't, they say, hey, you've taken me on a ride. You've deceived me. Well, we do deceive people if we leave out the sanctification and the consecration and the surrender. Christianity is almost an all or nothing deal. So let's take the all. One result of surrender is that uh, the Holy Spirit can give you God ideas. Do you know one God idea can change your life forever? You want God ideas, You need to believe God. God, give me an idea from you. Give me a direction. Give me an initiative. Give me something from you, because that's what's going to change your life. How do you get God ideas? You get them from surrender. Because the more you give yourself to God, the more He's going to give of Himself to you. Campuses are a God idea. Listen up, campuses. What God starts, He will bless. What is born of God overcomes all challenges and all opposition. Every campus, I want you to know that we are with you. We are praying for you. We're cheering you on. You are not alone, and you will win. <laughs> Remember how they catch monkeys? We've said that so many times. Put the peanuts in the jar, this narrow neck, and he grabs the peanuts and won't let them go, and so it gets captured and sometimes killed. The key to monkey living is to let go. The key to surrender is often to let go. What do you need to let go, put on the altar that is hindering you being all out for God? I don't know what it is. Is it a relationship? Is it a hobby? Is it money? Is it that extra job? Is it a sport? Is it unforgiveness and bitterness that robs you? Is it time on the internet, social media, TV programs? Is it the lazy boy? I still have an issue with that. Should be lazy girl, I'm sure of it. <laughs> However, we do have two lazy boys in my house. Did I ever tell you about this? That we've got new ones now, they're leather, but when they were material ones, we had one here and one there, one for me and one for Adrian. And so every six months, mine would get worn out. <laughs> Hers would be new, so I'd swap them over. I think lazy boy is correct. I think it is correct, as much as I hate to admit it, but uh, it's, it's true. Do you need to give up the gym if it's taking more time than it should? Hello. What could a new level of surrender look like for you? Getting yourself and your family to church every Sunday without fail? Attending a weekly prayer meeting? I don't know. Serving in church? Attending a small group? Time daily in the Word, prayer. As we heard earlier, tithing. Is that the one step that could change your life forever? Water baptism. Prayer and fasting, less food. More spiritual food, a mission trip. We all want to spend eternity with God, we just don't want to spend time with Him. So we Facebook more than we seek his face. We text more than we read the text. Our eyes can be more fixed on our phones, our iPads, our computers, TV, movie screens than on Jesus. Then we wonder why God feels distant. Why church can be boring and a prayer meeting out of the question. I know some of you are thinking right now, he should have had a few more weeks holiday. (laughs) But I'm back. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) One step of surrender can be worth a thousand brilliant sermons. See, we tend to think we have to do something massive, a huge step, or many steps, to move forward so we do nothing. But one small step can produce a phenomenal result. And this all connects with our messages on new tracks. Fresh surrender is a new track because you have to find something in which you surrender. It's getting out of your comfort zone. It's time to do something different. Is it not? It's time to move your life forward. It's time to shift. It's time to change. It's time to go forward. Don't be the same in five years' time as you are today. But you will be if you don't do something different. Don't let your walk with God be the same in five years as it is today, but it will be unless you step into a fresh surrender. The butterfly effect, which is interesting, says that one minor, something like a minor event, like the flapping of a butterfly's wing in Brazil, can conceivably alter wind currents sufficiently to cause a tornado in Texas. This effect is recognized in the academic community. One small step, a butterfly flapping its wings, a tornado in Texas. Never underestimate the power of one small step for God in the right direction. Never underestimate the one small step of surrender to the God that you love. The results of that will be out of this world. When I got saved years ago, it seemed like a small step at the time, but it radically impacted the rest of my life. It didn't seem big at the time, but it was monumental when I think back. And what about that time when your heart fluttered for the first time, when you set your eyes on that beautiful young lady or handsome man? I wonder how many of you remember that. A a small step, like a date, followed that, and then the first kiss which should be after you're married, by the way. (laughs) Just kidding. All right. Let it go. Let it go. All right. One small step like that first date. Years later, you know, you're married, and the results of that heart flutter are enormous. (laughs) But it started with one small thing. That's the point I'm trying to make. It's where it starts. So never underestimate one small step, positive or negative. But we're focusing on the positive. Listen to the story I read when I was a freshman. This is not me. In high school, I saw a kid from my class, Kyle, walking home from school carrying all his books. I thought to myself, why would anyone bring home all his books on a Friday? A bunch of kids ran at him, knocking at his books out of his arms and tripping on him, so he landed in the dirt. I saw a terrible sadness in his face, so I jogged over to help him. I lived near Kyle, so I invited him over home, and over the next four years, we became best friends. Kyle was planning to be a doctor, became very popular, was asked to give the speech at graduation. In a speech, he said, graduation is a time to thank those people who have helped you through tough years, parents, teachers, friends. I'm here to tell you that being a friend to someone is the best gift you can give them. He said he had planned to kill himself, and so had cleaned out his locker, carrying all his books home so his mum wouldn't have to do it later. In a speech, he said, thankfully, I was saved. My friends saved me from doing the unspeakable. One small step, helping pick up the books of a boy knocked over, changed the trajectory of that man's life. The impact was enormous. One small step, friends, of surrender is all that takes. So here's the deal. God is saying, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow I'll do wonders among you. What step of surrender can you take? One decision, one change, one risk, one idea can change your life forever. You can step into a walk with God that you never thought existed. I want to suggest five steps as I close this out. Many of you have made all these steps, but if you haven't, can you consider them, please? The results will be mind-blowing. Number one, get yourself and your family to church every Sunday without fail. Unless you have to work, of course, Let me tell you, that one step of consecration will change the future of your life and your family for generations to come. It's not a big step. It's a small step. As pastor, I urge you, I plead with you, do it. Please. The Bible says, forsake not the assembling of the saints together. Especially more so as you see the day approaching. One small step can change your life forever. Second suggestion, join a small group. We've spoken about that. Third suggestion, spend time with God, quality time every day. I want to suggest work up to an hour a day and never underestimate the results of giving God time each day. Here's a fourth suggestion, attend a weekly prayer meeting. Somewhere, somewhere somehow, get to one. last one is serve in church. If you already do those five things like I do, then ask God, what's your next step? Because there is a next step. There's a next step for me. There's a next step for you. There's a next step for all of us. And it's going to open up a whole new world. The Bible says, sanctify yourselves for tomorrow. God will do wonders among you in your life and in my life. And you know the good thing, church, it's not that hard. You don't have to make 50 decisions. You only have to make 10. One step. One move. Position yourself for heaven to open over your life. Millions of people have proven what I've preached this morning down through history. You're D.L. Moody's. And nobody became a somebody. You're not going to be the next D.L. Moody, and you don't need to be. I'm telling you, God's got a far more wonderful life for you of his presence, his power, his anointing and wonders than you are experiencing to this point in time. One step. One step. I believe that now, speaking to all campuses, right across our campuses, God is going to raise up a company of people. Who are totally sold out to the king. And they will see wonders. And they will carry the flame of God through this community, this nation, and the nations. I don't know how many will be in that company. But you surely can be one of them. Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. It's your time to step into a whole new life. God bless you. <clears throat> Arms open wide is a song of tremendous